All right. Welcome to the episode of Real Estate First Technology. I'm your host, Norman Kinsey. Today, we don't have our co-host, Mr. Dan Gandy. It's not feeling so well, but we wanted to keep moving forward because we have a very special guest for you. And before we introduce who he is, we want to go ahead and encourage everyone to like the episode, subscribe, comment below with what you're going to take from this, this episode today, because it is our intention for you to take things from our episodes to apply to your business, have more massive success. So today, we're going to go to San Diego, and we're going to meet with a team leader, someone that I actually... I I was telling him before we got on air here, someone I followed from his personal side of things when he had a YouTube channel, which he still has all around his family, proposing to his wife, epic content. I used to do the same thing with my family, uh, not doing it in this season of his life. We're going to deep dive more into his real estate stuff, but we have Gabe Mendez on the show. Welcome to Real Estate vs. Technology, man. What's up, brother? Good morning, man. Thanks for having me on today. I'm excited to be on the platform, excited to pour back, excited to give and just talk. Let's and, go. Uh, I love the mission, man. I love what you guys are all about. So as soon as you guys gave me the call, I was like, bet, I'm on. Let's go. Let's go. It was funny yeah. because we actually, before we got on air, uh, I was telling him about what's next for real estate, our second annual event. It's going to be live and also um, online as well. It's live in person and online. And I was like, hey, you know, 5th and 6th, October, he looked at his calendar. He's like, oh, I'm already there. I'm like, oh, well, maybe, maybe there's an opportunity for a special celebrity uh, speaker. So we'll see. We'll see. Everyone who's listening and watching right now, we'll see what happens for when that comes back in October. But man, Gabe, the show's all about you, man. So we want to deep dive into your story and your humble beginnings before you have now the team, 137,000 followers on your Instagram, uh, the one YouTube video, 10 million views, proposing to your, your wife. I mean, amazing, amazing things that you're doing. I love how you also have the crowd and you turn around you're like hey what's up like and, and some of the clothes you're wearing dude uh, it's my vibe bro so let's let's get to the beginning man how long you been in the business why did you get into real estate and and how did you get to where you're at today 2015 uh 2013 i was actually introduced to it i was i was in multi-level marketing so i was selling shakes to people going to their <laughs> house <laughs> yeah bro i was like uh the weight loss product thing man but i was like a buck 40 man with soaking wet. Okay. And I'm over here talking to people about like putting on muscle and losing weight. I'm like, I knew nothing about it, but I crushed it. And I did that for like two years. And a buddy of mine said, dude, you're, you're crushing it. You have a big downline. Uh, you have a lot of customers, but you're not doing anything throughout the day. Why don't you come by the office and become mm. my assistant? And uh, so I was this TC for like a year and uh, fell in love with it. Saw the money, of course, saw the checks that they were making. Yeah. Um, but my story goes a little deeper than that. I won't go into it too much. But back in 2008, mother was a victim of predatory lending, mm. we lost our house. And then mm. in 2013, when I was his TC, I was reading all the files and I noticed, wait, bro, like a lot of these people are going through what I went through back in 2008. And I asked him, hey, what happened? Mm. And he was telling me about the faulty loans. He's like, oh, this is what happened. My bro, that's my story. Do like these people that I'm calling, asking them to sign disclosures and shit, like I'm going to their house, they're crying over here. That was my story. And so what I did was, uh, as I was TCing for him in 2013, I decided to get my license, got my license. I was like, I'm going to be the guy that goes and advocates for these people. I'm going to yeah. be the voice. I'm going to fucking stand up. I'm going to do, I'm going to work my ass off. And so I, I, it didn't happen that way right away, bro. <laughs> got my license. <laughs> I sold like two houses my first year and I went all into real estate, only sold like two or three houses. I lost my multi-level marketing business because I went all in in real estate. So mm. they both ended up crashing in 2014. Ah. I, was, I, was, bro, I was so mad, dude. Um, and I went ahead and got a job at the end of 2014, the beginning of 2015. Got a job for six months and I was working at the Department of Corrections here in California. It was cool, man. It was good income. I had health insurance. I had my weekends off. I salary, nice. making good money. 
Uh, but then six months into it, dude, after like being like self-employed for like three yeah. years, bro, it was like, what? I'm asking for time off, bro. I put in a bid for, for a, uh, what are they called? Uh, a promotion. Yeah. 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 Promotion. I forgot what the word is called for promotion. <laughs> <It's so long. laughs> dude, dude, just so I can make an extra hundred dollars per month. And wow. yeah, bro. It was like mind blowing. I sat back one day and I heard this lady complaining about how she had been with the state for 30 years and she's like 70 something years old, dude. So six months I'm working at this job. I'm up to here with it. The final straw was this lady complaining about being there that she's almost going to retire. She's like 70, dude. She's 70 saying how she's going to retire and she can't wait to travel. Bro, my whole life flashed before my eyes. I'm like, oh my God, if I don't leave right now, this shit's going to like, it's yeah. going to be horrible. And this is when like Wolf of Wall Street had just come out and like this badass, like bro, like suits and going out there and selling. So I quit my job, dude. I quit my job. Went wow. back. I went back into sales in 2015 and uh, that was also a struggle. But that's when like, that's when I really consider myself becoming an agent. I think that there's, um, uh, you know, I got my license in 2013, but when I went full-time all in, that was May of 2015. Mm. And that's really, the, that's really the date that I give people because that's when I really became a student. That's when I committed to it. That's when I started trainings and, and uh, buying programs and getting coaching. And I went all in. So 2015 wow. was the actual start date, but there was a lot that happened before all of that. And that's kind of like a quick, like 101 of it, but it was a lot, dude. Wow. It's, it's amazing how trials and tribulations can dictate the outcome of our, of our future successes, because, you know, without you seeing that woman at 77 years of age, you know, have that aha moment and come to Jesus moment, if you will, you know, you might have not had that for yourself. And I was actually, I was checking out your YouTube videos and it, it seemed like around that time is when you're doing the YouTube videos with your family and vlogging and what have you, when that was starting to pop off. So were you doing that around the same timeline? Yeah. So, uh, I met my, I met my now wife in 2015. So I went full-time real estate, 2015, May. Wow. And I met my, I met my now wife, August 1st of 2015. And so like when I went all in, bro, I'm talking, I went all in, dude. I had like three months of savings. I spent all my money on a, on a personal trainer. I bought like two suits, like three white button ups, like four ties. I bought, um, professional headshots. I had a designer create a website for me. I had wow. like everything professionally done. I blew through all my three months of savings in the first like six weeks, just yeah. trying to create this image. So yeah. when I hit it, I wanted to hit it right. But dude, I'm telling, when I tell you, I went all in, I hired a coach and uh, this person was talking to me about the psychology of sales, the psychology of color. We sat back, we looked at my color scheme for my business and a lot of people were, and not that there's nothing against it, but there were people wearing like plaid shirts with loud ties, colorful socks. And my coach tells me, dude, listen to this, man. You're young, you're Hispanic, and you're, you know, nothing about real estate. He's like, you have every single, you have, you have, the, you have the highest odds of failing in this business. You, wow. need, you need every advantage that you can get. Yeah. So shave your beard, get this, uh, you're going to get a blue suit, a white button up shirt, and you're going to go between a red or a blue tie. And I'm like, I don't, I've never, I've never dressed like this. And I asked why. And then that's when I went through this whole training through the psychology of color. It's called um, enclosed cognition is the actual study of it. Enclosed mm. cognition. And it talks about the psychology of color, the psychology of dress and what patterns and uh, do with one another. And that's when I learned that all of the powerful presidents of the United States Ever had in history, even including today, they've all worn what's not what are known as power colors, 
blue, mm. white, mm. red. If you think about the American flag, blue, yes. white, red, yes. right? There's a lot of psychology behind it. So red meaning like danger and power, a lot of energy, white meaning um, innocence, blue meaning power and purity. Uh, so, the, you know, doctors wear white lab coats, you know, they don't wear black ones, they don't wear yellow ones. There's a reason behind all that because this color gives off a certain feeling to people. Wow. And um, so, yeah, bro, it was interesting, dude. So I had to shave it. I had to, I had to shave my beard and the little stubbles that I had back then. <laughs> I had to get a blue suit. I wore a red tie and that was my color scheme. And I hit the ground running after that. August 1st, I met my girlfriend. Uh, her name is Cherish. Back then she was my girlfriend. Met August 1st. We hit it off. Things started clicking really, really well. And um, I loved the camera. So I was always on camera, always on Instagram and stuff like that. Document process. Yeah, it was cool, dude. And then uh, we just kind of like between her and I just hit it off really well. And we just started getting on camera together. And she was open to the idea of it, documenting our dates, document, mm -hmm. vlogging everything, having crazy pranks and uh, challenges against each other. And bro, people were eating this stuff up. They were going to wow. our YouTube channel wanting to watch this. And then finally, I hit the big question, asking her to marry me. Wow. On camera. My boy documented the entire thing, caught it all on camera. It went viral. It's like 10 million worldwide views. Yes. Now we had like some heavy hitters, like 400,000 views, 500, 300,000. And the YouTube channel just started to grow. We took that audience. We put them over to TikTok. We took them onto Instagram. And we started cross-promoting all of our platforms. So we would take our Instagram audience, drive them to in YouTube. We yep. take our YouTube audience, drive them to Instagram. Yep. Take both those audiences, drive them to TikTok. So we're just like cross-promoting wow. all of our platforms. And so that started to grow. So we had this relationship that was flourishing. We had our entertainment side of the business that was growing. Um, and then we had the real estate side of the business. And uh, you know, wow. I, don't know, I don't know how you, if you have if you're in a relationship, but it's like whenever you have a person that you're dating in real estate, that just kind of automatically become your assistant. So she kind of started that way, dude. And uh, she became awesome. my assistant, but now she's like my director of ops. Uh, wow. seven, seven years later, man. So it's been good. Dude, what an amazing story. And for the viewers and listeners out there, I think a couple of takeaways, this is what you can comment down below, is the fact that there's colors that can equate to success. And depending on how you put these colors together on a psychological forefront, it actually can really help you. So for anyone out there looking to grow on that forefront, and it's great that you, you saw the cross-pollination opportunity to be able to do that. And so I'm sure people that are on your, say, Instagram or on your TikTok or any other platform can then easily be able to connect back with you with the YouTube channel. If you want to put a video out there, whatever the case may be. And that's awesome that you vibe so well with your now wife to be able to grow through that process, which is super cool for me. My, my wife, she's international tea company, just quit her job full time. She's doing her own, her own gig. So she's getting her tea and all these different companies and bakeries and that type of stuff. So I'm like, let's go, but we are investors together. So, you know, I, I could see, I could see where the partnership work, works really well when you find someone who could be like the yin to your yang, which is phenomenal. Dude, that's, yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. You know what else we did, man? We, um, what I did was I took this, I took this shot. I shot my shot and I took the video that went viral. I put it on my email signature in real estate. So you have my professional headshot, my number, my office location. Yes. And at the very bottom, I had my YouTube link. And when I copied and pasted, it showed a thumbnail of the video and it said the perfect proposal. You see me on my knees. You see everyone right white. You see red balloons everywhere. Wow. And, um, this is 20, this is 2017, 2018, 2019. So for three years, 
out of the dozens and almost hundreds of transactions that we had with, with probably thousands of people, um, they were seeing that video at the very bottom. So, so what ended up happening was people that I was in transactions with, mm. uh, escrow companies, title people, the other agent, um, anyone who had access to my email at that time, they were seeing this video at the very bottom and more than not, people were clicking on it because it was, wow. it, it was so out there and loud as big uh, thumbnail and people were clicking on it. And so what it did was it helped establish my personal brand in locally. And people were like, who, who's this guy that's putting this proposal video? And now they're getting to know me. They're getting to know my wife. They're getting to know my children. They're getting to know my relationship and they're watching all of our videos. They're like, dude, this guy is like, you know, either some love us, which a lot of us did and some did yeah. just like this, but it got our name out there locally here in San Diego. So a lot of people now know who we were at that time. So we're transacting, we're growing. People are knowing us. They're, they're accepting our offers because our name's starting to grow. Yep. So, dude, it was, it was a weird shot, man. I was like, I don't know if it's going to pay off or not. Clients are going to see it. Is it not professional? <sighs> I went through the whole thing. It was like, is it not professional to do it? Is it professional to do it? But then that's when I learned that some will, some won't. So what? Like, yes. 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 Your vibe with me? You know, I'm going to, my vibe, you know, that expression, your vibe will attract your tribe. Yes. And, and that's what ended up happening. The people who gravitated towards it loved it. And I'm sure there was some who didn't, but I never heard about it. Wow. 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 That that's amazing. Um, and, and, and so I'll have a question before we get into the mix up round talking about more of the technology behind the beast that you've created. Um, and it's funny because how you said your vibe creates your tribe. And so, uh, for viewers and listeners out there, James reached out to Gabe about being on the show and, and he saw in both of us, like, you guys got to meet, you guys got to meet. It's like, okay, cool. Let's get him on the podcast. You know, I, I'm already booked on all the, on the keynote speakers for what's next for real estate. And, and, and I, I'm digging your vibe, bro. I just, I, <laughs> I'm just, same, just, same, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying, just saying. So, all right. So there's a lot of people out there that have this like preconceived notion of like, I don't want to put myself out there. I'm scared to put myself out there when it comes to like my daughter, uh, my son, cars I drive, where I live, whatever the case may be because of like the whole privacy thing, whatever the case. I know there's been like, you know, over the time now people are starting to become more adaptable to it and they're putting themselves out there. It's totally fine. But from your experience, putting yourself out there personally, how has that impacted your business transactionally to make the process that much smoother? Well, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. Amen. And, and uh, they trust you, obviously, through your interactions with them and yeah. your word, you know, your word, doing what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. So you establish trust that way. They like you because of similarity. So are you like me is really what like means. Mm. And uh, they want to know if, you know, if you have children, if you have a family, things like that. And do I know you, right? If all I know is this polished image on your postcard that you've mailed over to me this polished business card that so was true. To me, and it's you and me going up in a listing appointment and all i know is this polished version of you that seems like this most professional person in the world or i'm professional too but i'm also just like you as a human being yeah. and i know i know not i know how to tread that water where i can be personable but not cross that boundary being like where i've, I've removed the professional boundary yeah um, they're going to go with me because of that no like and trust factor all the time. Wow. So I think it's extremely powerful and people in real estate, it's, a, it's not a transactional business. It's a relational business. 
So you have to show people in relation. And when you're showing property to clients or you're doing listing presentations, you're going to these people's houses, you're seeing their family photos, you're meeting their children, you're meeting a significant other, you're going through their closets, you're walking through their home. It's a really invasive process when you're selling a home and that, that bonds you together as a person. So it's your job as a real estate professional to be like them, build, bring that guard down, establish rapport as a salesperson. Um, and, and also when you're showing property, they're bringing their kids with them. They're bringing their significant other, they're bringing their family. So you're, you're literally getting this fast catapult uh, version of like building this relationship with this person that normally takes people years to establish mm. you get it instantly. So you have to make sure you make them feel comfortable. And if you're constantly showing up in a suit and tie and you're constantly perfect and your, your BMW looks perfect and they don't know anything about you, dude, like that, that relationship is only going to be surface level and you can really service them to the highest level. And that's great. But there was nothing personable that connected them emotionally to you. Mm. So beyond that transaction, no referrals, no client appreciation event. Yeah. They're not going to show up. You're not going to have a, a housewarming party. And there will be that very select few, very select few who didn't want to get into a relationship with you. And all they wanted to do was use you for business. And that's normal too in the business because you're yeah. going to have that select percentage of people that did not want to get in relation with you. They only just wanted to use you for your services. It didn't mean they didn't like you. They just yeah. wanted to use you for your services. Like the same way that I go to a gas station. I don't want my gas uh, station attendant to know my kids and shit like that. That's a little weird, <laughs> but I do yeah. want you to do your job and you do it well. I'm like, oh, bro, he took my order, but fucking, you know, whatever. Yeah, yep. my gas was all good. I've known you for a long time. You know what snacks I get when I go into 7-Eleven every time. Like we have that relation. That's dope, but I don't want you to know about my kids. I don't want you to talk about that. So you're going to have those few people too. But I honestly believe that the more open you can become, the more opportunity you expose yourself to. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, dude, none of us are Jay-Z or Beyonce. No one's coming after our kids. You know, no one's like looking to kidnap us and do weird things like that. Although that shit happens all the time. Yep. But I've, had, I've lived my life on camera for seven years and I've never had anything like that. Wow. Um, I'm not really a high status kind of person. I'm not a celebrity where that's going to happen. I'm just a, a real estate agent. Wow. Wow. I got to say that... It, over the years, being in this industry for eight plus years, you hear it all the time. Like the agents, like, I guess like a secret agent. Like if there's any, anyone following or listening right now uh, or watching and you have a private account, like take your account off private because that just made a lot of sense, Gabe, because you can't be a private agent when you're going to someone's house in the most intimate capacity possible. You're literally like almost like pulling open their underwear drawer. I mean, you're going to their closet, you're seeing their clothes, you're seeing their pictures, you're seeing everything. And uh, that's so, so true. So that was a huge takeaway for me personally. I think that's, that makes a lot of sense. And it connected a lot of dots for me because you can't be a secret agent. Can't be a secret agent. Right? And, uh, I walked into houses, bro, like on a side note, or like, Dude, you see like some weird stuff sometimes, dude. Like I've so the two weird things that stand out. It's not weird. One of them was really weird. One was just like, okay, it's awkward. How do we address it? Um, you know, how do we talk about it? The first one was like, I walked into their room and they had like sex toys out. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. It's like, I walked in and I was like, oh shit. And so I just kind of like walked around. I was like, oh yeah, you got to paint the baseboards. You Speaking around it. Yeah. Put all your personal belongings away, dude. You like, the, like the, the purple, you know, the, the, I'm like, I remember the color and everything, dude. And uh, that one was like really awkward. That one was weird. I'm like, okay, I don't know how to handle this one. But that, but I mean, that's like, just shows you, dude, like that's how intimate you're yes. getting people fast. So you have to be personable. And the second time, um, this one wasn't that weird. It's just like, how are we going to address it? 
So the, the, the husband's brother loved to smoke weed. And uh, okay. you know, like one of the room was just like reeking of like weed, bro. It's, it smells really good. I'm like, that smells awesome. Like I wonder, must be like top shelf, top quality kind of stuff. <laughs> <I love laughs> like, got some cookies. <laughs> yeah, dude. And then I'm like, but dude, we're gonna have to air this out. I told the client, I'm like, yeah, you know, just that, ar- I told him like that aroma, we're, we're gonna have to figure out a way to get that to freshen up a little bit. He's like, I know, dude, my brother smokes weed all the time. He's like, my bad, dude, my bad. <laughs> And that's when he started talking to me that way. I'm like, oh, it's all good, bro. Like, you know, it is yeah. what it is. Man. It's, it's 2022. Let's yeah. just figure out a way to kind of vent it out a little bit. And we kind of got over it. But dude, that, that's how intimate we're getting with these people. Dude, I, I love that. And yeah, you definitely get into that situation where it's just like, hey, you actually get closer with them, I feel like, too, because of that yeah. stuff. If it comes up, depending on how you address it. And our neighbors sold their home. And in the one room office, whatever, it was an older gentleman who's downsizing. It's reeked. And not only that, the house had like holes punched in the, in the doors, light sockets missing, like carpets trashed. And uh, and thank God, a guy who bought it is a private pilot, now a friend of mine, and he's renovating the whole entire house. But, uh, but yeah, so true, right? You just like go into some of these houses and like, it's, it's your job, viewer, listener to go in and coach them. I'm sure. Right. I mean, Gabe, you can, you know, give me some merit on this to like, Hey, we got to put the dildo away. Okay. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> for your open house. Okay. That's the to go <laughs> Clean the stain on the carpet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, so I think that it's important for, um, one thing you touched on was uh, uh, the ability to be able to communicate that to other people. Yeah. That, that requires sales skills. So if you're out there, you're like, okay, what do I got to do? One thing you have to, one thing that you have to really get good at is sales skills. Mm. And that's one thing that this industry doesn't teach you when you get your license yeah. is how, is how to communicate, right? Because everyone can communicate, but not everyone can connect. And that's a different skill set. So my ability to have a conversation with a person, we all have words and we all have, you know, most of us have words and most of us have ears. And so I can hear you talk to me and I can hear the words. And I understand their meaning of them, but you're not connecting and resonating with me on a deeper level. Yes. And remember, people are moved emotionally. So you have to improve your sales skills. So for some people who've never been trained in sales, like what does it mean to mirror and match? What is tonality? What is what does nonverbal communication look like? Yeah. What is, uh, you know, what is the enclosed cognition, colors, the psychology of color actually look like? All those things, those are sales skills that all of us as real estate professionals must invest into so that yes. we're, when we're in those moments, we can capitalize on them. Because a lot of the times, people, I, uh, some people that I personally coach, they're like, dude, I went to this listing presentation and I, I batted like zero out of 10. They're like, I miss all of them. Like what's going on with me? I did. And they tell me everything they do. And the mechanics make sense. I'm like, oh yeah, you did that. You did that. You did that. Yep. Then when I'm like talking to them, okay, now walk me through it. And they just so stiff, dude. Like they're sitting up there and like, well, so the comparable say this. I'm like, bro, that's not my personality type. You hear, yes. my, you hear, you hear my, you see my body, I'm more relaxed. I'm kind of laying back in my chair and you're all the way pressed into my personal space. Those are things that us as sales professionals on this podcast need to be aware of. Go out there, improve your sales, yes. skills, improve your communication, nonverbal communication. All, all of those things are very important. License is one thing, but the sales skills are another. And I'm sure you can attest to that, Dan. I'm sure you know. I, I love that. I think one thing that I would add is um, is excitement. If you could, if you could, if you could have excitement and show them that you're excited about something, then you don't even have to connect with them. You could just your excitement alone is infectious, and then the emotion will come. And with emotion comes motion, and then it's just like boom, like all right, well, I'm getting the bumps. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, dude. Transference of energy, bro. I, I agree with that 100. percent 
Dude, I love that. I love that, man. This is a good one. So let's get into more of like, um, it's, I, you could say boring. Um, it's more technical, whatever, but real estate versus tech is designed from like traditional door knocking mailers, the way that you would get business to like new ways of getting business from social media, from videos, from techniques that you've been sharing already with us, Gabe. So, so kind of getting into the tech behind your business, what does that look like? Say for instance, from, you know, either client management, CRM system, um, to say processes with your team, like how do you keep in contact with your team and, and keep everyone on the same page? And what does meetings look like? So if someone's struggling to build a team, they follow you, they're now getting an in side scoop behind the scenes of behind who Gabe is. And now they want to follow some of the techniques of best practices and what have you. What are some things that you would give them as far as like some tools that you use and best practices that you use to, to manage your business and your team? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> to give, to give the entire audience, like the best answer in the shortest version. One, when you're building a team, you build a team out of necessity and you build a team to support your vision. That's the first thing that comes up. You don't build a team out of ego and you don't build a team to help other people and let them do what they want to do. Yes. It's, your, it's your company. It's your vision. And then, so that's number one. That's the reason you build it out of necessity. So if you have, if you're closing 24 deals a year and you're averaging two per month, it might be time for you to bring on an administrative to help you alleviate some of this, uh, a lot of the day-to-day -day stuff, your emails, your phone calls, that's taking up two, three hours of your day, which is going to allow you then to add one more transaction. So you go from 24 to 36, wow. but, now, but now at 36 transactions, there's only so many houses that you can show. Mm. And now at that point, it might be advantageous for you to bring on a showing agent, someone who supports you in scheduling, showing offers, inspections, bringing that person, managing, uh, uh, helping you manage your database. So now you have, now you've opened up that time and now that 36 transactions, you've gotten back two more hours or, or 20 hours out of your week, which now you can bring on two more additional clients per month. And so easily you go from like this 24 to 36 to almost 60 transactions wow. with like two, two additional help. And you're paying for your entire overhead with two of those transactions or four of those transactions per year, whatever, whatever, whatever part of town you live in, yeah. but, but that you structure it accordingly, of course. But now you just freed up your time. So you're showing less homes. You're not rejecting business. You're not dropping the ball on current clients. And, uh, and, and now you're able to bring on and, and service more clients at that level. If you choose to, if you choose to. Now, this is something else that I've taught a lot of people is being number one, selling a lot of houses, having a lot of volume sounds good because a lot of people are like, oh man, that guy's on top of the world and he's receiving all these accolades. Mm -hmm. But you also have to understand those people who were doing that, that comes with a high level of sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, you know, you might be happier at 24 deals with no overhead. And that might be your peak. That's where you're making the most amount of money. You have your most amount of time and you have most amount of freedom and fun. And or you go to 60, 100, where now you this is actually now you have a full functioning business where you have overhead P&Ls, you have your corporation set up, you have payroll, like now you, you bought into a business and yes, you're earning a lot more money, but you took away from the things that you love to do. And now, now where's the trade? You know, what, where, where, where's that thing that you were looking for? Um, so don't, being number one, having the most sales, having the highest sales volume 
isn't always the right thing to chase and it's okay not to chase that. So learn where your happiness factor is, learn how much money you have to earn in order to be happy, to cover your bills, to go on the vacations, which really comes down to goal planning and what is it you really want for your life. A lot of people who get into real estate think that the pinnacle is being number one and being in all the magazines and doing all those things. And then you get there and you resent the business and then you resent yeah, the client. So true. And you, dude, and then you start getting upset. You start getting pissed off at your colleagues. And then you become that old listing agent when every time they call you, it's like, you didn't read the remarks. You didn't do this. And then you hang up the phone. It's like, dude, nobody wants to talk to you anymore because you're like, a so fucking, true. you're an asshole, bro. So build a team to service your vision, know where you want to go with it. Um, and then, and then on top of that, hire personalities for positions. We don't hire people. We hire personality types. So you have to have the right personality type for your administrative. You have to have the right type of person for your showing agent and your, your buyer's agent is also a different personality type. Um, and then, so that's, that's the hiring process. And then, and then you use your systems to help you automate a lot of things. So one of the biggest things in my career at the very beginning was I learned was you, um, automate, delegate and delete. So what are the things, you know, those are the three things you got to do in your business. You got to automate all of it. You got to delegate the stuff that you don't want to do and delete the rest of it. That's that's that has no, that's not carrying any weight. That's holding you guys back. Yeah. The systems that we use are uh, monday.com for our project management. So, uh, PowerPoints or events or just anything that the team is working on as a whole, this is how we track everything. And in, in our specific organization, um, although, you know, there's payroll and, and I'm the team lead, I don't look at it like that. I actually look at it like we're all partners in the business because we're all building towards this greater vision. So I don't micromanage. I don't, I don't slap hands. I'm like, dude, what's up, bro? Like you're an adult. You're, you're 26 years old, bro. Like you're getting paid well. Like just do your job and show up. Don't make me yep. have to count you. And, uh, and that kind of a culture has really just made everyone much more relaxed and happier to be here. That's so that's, that's pretty cool. I love that. But monday.com is to, is to uh, track our projects. And then our CRM is Chime. And so Chime allows us to do uh, uh, workflows. So this is how we manage our listings, our escrows, uh, our client relation uh, management system. It sends us text messages. It has our landing pages. It has everything on there. It's a lot of money per month, like north of 500 plus per month. Yeah. Um, But there's so much customization you can do on the back end with, uh, uh, with all these different third-party websites, um, integrations that you can have and customizations within the platform itself. So we, we, we love that one a lot. We just recently moved over that one about 90 days ago. Um, but those are the two systems that we're using to manage everything. Wow. I absolutely love how you are just so deliberate with the process of how you do what you do. And not only that, really giving our viewers and listeners context around, you know, know where you're going. And I think the best analogy that I've really came to terms was, is like, you don't go on vacation not knowing where you're going. You go on vacation knowing where you're going so then you can get the flight or the travel or the hotel or whatever it is. And if you don't have a destination in your life of where you want to go as a business professional, then you really don't have a destination to to achieve or to thrive to achieve to hit. And so I love how you did that and how you said that and articulated that just like that beginning of the episode, like 77 year old Oha moment that we're like, Hey, no, I don't, I know what I don't want. I ain't going that direction. 
I love it. I love it. Yeah, man. So, so going a little deeper in like the tech side of the marketing. So you have 137,000 followers here. Um, that's your personal page. You also have one for the, uh, the Gabe Mendez group as well. So you have that Instagram and then you have your team. So how do you manage and, and think of the creative side to come up with new concepts to be able to put yourself out there, attract maybe the ideal client or add more value to your local area that you serve? How does that look? So I, I'm really big on giving people like tactical information. So I love these questions that you're asking because I'm hoping, I, I know for a fact when your audience is off of this Zoom call or this call, yeah. this podcast uh, that we're doing, this episode, I know for a fact the things that we're talking about is they're, really, they're going to be able to go out there and implement. So listen to, yes. listen to this. When it came down to marketing, yes, I had to go out there and I had to get, I had to receive coaching. I took classes and the person that I, that I, was seeking the most, his name is Billy Jean is marketing. Mm. And that was one of yep. the best in the very beginning when I first started doing everything, because this guy's all about standing out, being loud and just being different. And I loved it because it encouraged me to just to, to pursue this side of me that was a little dormant because when I thought about real estate business, I thought it was buttoned up having to be an attorney. Like you have to be, you know, watch what you say. <laughs> But I, I learned over time, it was okay to be myself and be professional, but be myself. So I say that to say this, one, a lot of it came natural. I have like this natural ability to just like look at things and know what I like, but two, I also had to refine my skill with other people, other coaching programs to get me better. Here's what most of you can do out there. If you don't have the money out there to go see coaching and all that stuff. Number one, a lot of it's like free. So just go out there and just do the research anyways. And you're going to see what people are doing. But number two, what, what I learned was I was actually looking at things online and I was determining for myself what do I like or what do I dislike about what I'm looking at right now? And I would intentionally just watch commercials. I would watch advertising. I would watch YouTube and Instagram. And I'd say, shit, dude, that was so freaking good. Let me go back and watch that again. And with a notebook and pen, I'd say, what is it I like right here? I like the way they're standing where the camera is. Oh, wow. I'm noticing that their head is like three fourths away from the top or that it's not like there's not like this much space between their head or whatever. And yeah. I'm looking at all that positioning on the camera. I'm looking at what they're wearing. I'm listening to the cadence of the way that they speak. I'm, mm. listening, to the, I'm listening to the music in the background. How loud is the music? Is it like at 50% of their audio? Is it at 15% of the audio? And I'm taking notes of all these things i'm like i'm just going to duplicate this because this is attractive to me and yes. i and i like this so i started taking everything that i liked and then i started taking and then i also started looking at everything i disliked which is probably the quickest way to determine what you do like yeah yeah right dude's like dude i know i don't like that so that's what i like right there just by you know uh, so so you cancel all those things out so be pay attention i don't like this color. I don't like that sound. I don't like this, which means I like the complete opposite. Well, there's your formula for what you do like. Mm. Take that, go on to camera, take that, put that on your postcard, take that. So I just started looking at different postcards, different flyers, different mailers, different videos, different advertising. And I started coming up with my own thing. And then with the coaching I was receiving, I would refine it and make it better. And then I started noticing what people were gravitating more towards. And then over time, it just got better and better. And I'm like, you know what? I want to elevate the brand. I want it to be more luxurious. And it just got more refined over time. But that's how I initially started it. So for a lot of you who are out there, look at what you don't like, 
come up with the list of what you do like, and that's your recipe for you. And that vibe will attract your tribe. And you don't want to do business with people you don't like, who you're not happy with, because it's just going to make real estate miserable. They're not, you're going to complain about every single thing you do. They're going to not give you referrals or you find people who are just like you. And they're like, bro, I love the way you dress. I love the way you sound. I love the way you market. Bet I want to go sell my house with you or buy my house with you. And that shit becomes so much fun. Now you can have beers, you can take shots, you can listen to dope music where you're showing them houses and you're having a good time because your vibe attracted your tribe at that time, at that point. So that's how I did with the marketing side of things. Love it. Um, with the Instagram, uh, it just was a, was a lot of content. I would advertise as well. So most of my advertising was on Instagram was advertising to all of San Diego or people who were following me and like similar followers. And I do everything for 30 days, $1 a day, all the things. So if I posted a photo with my son, I would do that to San Diego. If I posted a victory, me selling a home, I'd do that to San Diego. If it was this content that I spoke at an event or something like that behind the scenes and it was cool and it was dope, I would market it to people who followed me and similar to my followers just to gain more people like that. So it really just depended on that. Um, and then the other page that we have, the Gabe Mendez group, yeah. that, one, that one grew organically. We, we do nothing to that page, dude. It's wow, it's over 900 in like three, four months that we've been posting on it. And I only have like six or seven posts, but 900 organically that are following that page. And it's just been growing nonstop on its own. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I love that. That's so great the way that you articulated that. And it makes a lot of sense. And people, I think viewers and listeners out there should be more deliberate because if you're listening to this podcast, you're an entrepreneur or a, a business owner or a real estate professional or a loan officer or in the industry of real estate and should be thinking like, what am I watching? Why am I watching it? And what's their approach? And why did it make me want to watch it or not want to watch it or whatever? Next, sorry, I'm watching my YouTube video. I don't care about that, that ad. So that's super, super smart because I think a lot of people out there they mindlessly watch things, but don't understand that like, Hey, first off you're being marketed to, and why are you being marketed to? And does it connect with you or not? So I love, love, love your approach with that. That's, that's super awesome. So I think that pretty much is going to conclude our mix up round. I really do appreciate uh, the questions. And I think just to kind of in summary, go back, rewatch it, take some notes and really apply those things to your business. Cause I feel like that mix of round was just absolutely phenomenal. So I got a last couple of questions, Gabe, before we end up the show and we'll go yeah. ahead and open up the floor to you to leave anything for our viewers and listeners. And uh, let's make them more fun. Cause at the end of the day, like, you know, life's better that way. So yeah. what do you like to do now that you've had the success that you've had, you have the means that you have now, and I'm sure you now have more work-life balance and freedom. What is it that you like to do for fun? Like travel, cars? Like what, what, what do you like? What, what's something that you do for fun? You know, it's a good question, man. Uh, the thing that really just gets me like the happiest, it sounds, bro, it sounds so weird, dude. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not, I'm not trying to like, it, it, I, I don't know any way of putting it, dude. I'm not trying to be weird. I'm not trying to be like, oh, that's so freaking great, dude. But honestly, I love, love, love exploring like every aspect of my personal self just to see like, I'm in this, I'm in this dating phase where I'm dating myself right now. And I love that. Like the other day I had like this itch to want to go play the piano and learn how to play the keyboard. So I bought a keyboard. I'm like, dude, I'm going to freaking play. Let's go. My fucking just, I just started playing the keyboard and I'm like, you know what, dude, I want to play more video games with my son. And, uh, and I'm just dating myself and I'm learning like what I love. I'm learning to love myself. I'm learning to go out wow. there. I'm learning to challenge myself in different areas. 
I find that life is like a video game. I'm like, you know what? I want to level up. I don't want to wake up and have to reset from level one or stage one or the very beginning of the game. Like I want to wake up and like hit continue on the video game. I'm like, I've like made so much progress and I'm almost there. And um, so that, 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 that means like, dude, can I wake up in at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. and work out? Am I eating well, eating all my prep meals? Am I spending time with my son? Am I playing those video games? Am I playing the keyboard? Am I speaking on stages? Am I closing more deals? Like how much can I really take and how much, how much weight can I really carry? And uh, that's really just it, dude. It, honestly, the, I guess the way to put it um, is I'm, dr- I'm just trying to live to my fullest potential. That's wow. really what gets me the happiest, dude. And I, I feel like when I first got started in real estate, I couldn't do that because it was, you need to build this business. You need to build this brand, get yourself to a position to where you can sustain yourself. And now that, now that I'm there, I just want to see my fullest potential with, what can I do? I'm only going to be this young once. I'm only going to be this handsome once. I'm only going to have this, like, <laughs> do like, right. Do like, bro, think about it though, man. Like our bodies and our skins, we're constantly, it sounds weird, but we're constantly like oxidizing and getting older. Yes. Younger. Right. It's not yes. happening. So I want to capitalize now. I don't want to wait until I'm 60, 70, 80, 90 until I, until it, until I freaking wake up. I'm like, dude, why didn't I just try it with the one life that I think that we have? I should have just went all in. And one day I don't want to wake up with this pain of regret and be like, fuck, dude, should have done that. So I'm dancing, I'm singing, I'm speaking on stage, I'm lifting weights, I'm playing video games, I'm playing the keyboard, bro. I'm doing podcasts. Like, oh. Whatever, dog. I'm just having to have a good damn time, dude. Like it is, dude. bro. I love that, man. It strikes a story for me that's funny because talking about the metaverse, right? Video games, the metaverse, Mark Zuckerberg, the whole nine. I remember I was playing GTA 5 with a buddy of mine. He got a hack online, got all this money, he could do all these things, and I couldn't do them. And so I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm starting the business, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm going to the gym, doing all the things I love to do. I'm like, I'm going to get off the video games and just do life. I just met like my now wife, girlfriend at the time, this, that, and the other thing. And I was just like, we're already in the metaverse. The metaverse is where we're at currently. And it started from, you know, way back when. And, um, and I think that a lot more people are going to wake up and say, yeah, less about being in some digital alternative world and more about being in the world that we already are in, which is a metaverse. And I love trying to challenge myself to see how long it potentially can stay looking as good as I, as I, as I do. So that's, I'm right there with you on on, on that concept as well, which is freaking, which is awesome. I love it. I love it. GTA five. Was that the uh, San Andreas? uh, Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that that was the last one that we played too, man. My, uh, my uh, daughter, she's nine right now, but she was like, I think five or something. We were playing that one. Okay. Yeah, we were like the top of the hill sniping like people and like going <laughs> off road. And she loved that game, dude. But that's the last one that we played too. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun game. You know, do whatever you want. Alternative world, buy real estate the whole nine, which is which is huge. I love it. So the last question that I have, and uh, before we get off track there, because I, I was like in the vibe right there, is that um, where do you see? What do you see the Gabe Mendez group? Do you want to be that number one? Do you want more work-life balance? Are you going to grow the team even larger than you're at? Like, what is the future in, in store for, for the company? What, what do you see for yourself and the, the team? Uh, the, the, the foreign goal and everything that it encompasses, I want to take the brand global. So we're going, to take, we're going to take it global. We're building the infrastructure. We're building the setup. We're making the connections right now. We're going out. We're shaking hands and kissing babies. We're in, uh, we're in conversation with a lot of big sports agencies, uh, wow. talent, talent agencies, 
positioning ourselves. I'm in the position right now recruiting a lot of top talent who have come from like acting backgrounds, act, um, acting backgrounds, singing backgrounds who are in real estate. Nice. I'm in a position right now where I'm attracting a lot of uh, young um, influencers who are like verified checkmark with their license and building these people up right now because that's the that's the long term goal. I want to be the person, the agency that's dealing that has a uh, that has a book of business from all these first time home buyers that we've helped out who are turning into first time home sellers. Our objective is to do this, man. We want to market to can never let go of the first time home buyer market because that's, that's eventually the first time home seller market. Yeah. And that's eventually your customer for life. So we're always going to market to that younger demographic and take that people on, but we're also looking at expanding it on the big side on the luxury end of everything. So right now we're like, I was telling you a moment ago, we're attracting that type of talent uh, the whole goal is to have like 10 to 15% market share in San Diego. So every single trend out of one out of every 10, it's through us. We're buying or selling something. Um, eventually, the goal is to expand into like the Southern California market, eventually the nation, and then maybe 15 to 30,000 agents globally is where we want to get to. Wow. And now we're, right now we're dialing in a lot of things with our advertising to get, to get to that point. And uh, we have some key players in place. Man. We have some key moves that we're making yeah, that we're going to make sure that that ends up happening. Wow, wow, wow. So talk about uh, being on the end, either end of the, of the pendulum, you're definitely on that end of going global and having some amazing things in store for the team, which is huge, which gives our viewers and listeners something to take in consideration when following you so they can watch the journey and remember in, you know, what July on whatever, 17, 18th, whatever it is, 2022, this is where Gabe, Gabe was, Gabe Mendez team was at, and then our group. And then now this is where they are five to 10 years down the line. So we'll have to get back, get you back on the show to see how that process is going. And I feel like you are what's next for real estate in regards to the way that you're thinking about it. Cause I see brokerage is shifting and changing. And I was watching something yesterday with um, Ryan Serhant and Ryan Pineda. We we're talking about like, what is it going to look like as far as like the traditional brokerage, you know, the Remax, the Keller Williams of the world, those are shifting and we're starting to see the EXPs, the reels and more of a fun vibe. And I see you as being one of those industry leaders that's going to take this industry to a whole nother, nother place in time, which is phenomenal. So Gabe, I want to make it so the camera's on you. What do you want our viewers and listeners to take from today's episode as we close out? So when it comes to real estate, when it comes to business, the, the factor is this. You have to show up every single day. It's just the way that success looks like. It's the way that business looks. It doesn't look like anything else except for showing up every single day. The second factor you also have to consider is you have to get better every single day. So there's not a moment in time where you're not improving your skill set. You're not improving some aspect of your life. In the areas of your life that you have to improve when it comes to real estate are your contracts. You have to know, your, you have to know the agreements better than the attorneys who wrote them. You have to know the systems and the processes. So what happens when a client gets approved and what happens thereafter? You have to understand the escrow process. And more importantly, you have to, you have to improve your sales and marketing skills. So those are two other skills that are mando in your business. Marketing allows you to attract clients in your door. Sales skills allows you to close them. And then knowing the processes and systems that happens on the back end gives you the confidence to go out there and actually uh, to do these things at the highest level possible. And then uh, the third thing is taking care of yourself, man. So making sure that you guys are mentally well, physically well, spiritually well, emotionally well, financially well, all those five areas of your life, you guys need to be taken care of every single day. 
Um, those are the top three things there. If you guys do need any help, make sure to reach out to me on Instagram at Gabe Mendez. Reach out to me, send me a message. And if you want to show love and support, go on our YouTube channel at the Mendez Squad, and you can watch what we're doing there. And at the very least of everything you do, if you decide to follow, when you follow us, R&D, rip off and duplicate what I'm doing. It's working for us at the highest level. It'll work for you too. Wow. I love that. Talk about the complete opposite of the agents that are like, oh, don't follow me. Don't look what I'm doing. Don't, you know, the secret agent. I love that. And for the viewers and listeners out there, that's so important. Like rip, repeat, see the ads, watch what's out there. Just do it. Do it yourself. You can do it. I love that. Gabe, man, thanks so much for being on an episode of Real Estate vs. Technology. Wanted to do this solo today without, without Mr. Dan Gandy. Hope he feels better here soon. So thank you so much for your time. It's very much appreciated. Yeah, brother. Thank you for the time today, man. Yeah, most definitely. And to our viewers and listeners, I hope you could take something from our episode today to apply to your business to have more massive success because that's why we're doing this. Now you can go ahead and comment below with what you learned from this episode. Stay tuned October 5th and 6th for What's Next for Real Estate, and we will see you on the next one.